Welcome back to the Talking Ball, y'all Poplarville post game podcast. I'm Jason Baker with the co- with the co-host of the Talking Ball, y'all podcast, Clay Sweet. Hornets win it tonight, 21-12 on a ball game uh, that had major momentum swings in the first half. Clay, uh, maybe let's go there first. Mendenhall with a great drive and a great defensive stand to set up the great drive and take an early lead. And then the Hornets respond, and then a couple of turnovers, and the lid came off. Yeah, seven to six at that point, uh, as you described, turn Popperville away at the one. Then Mendenhall drives down score. Popperville gets the touchdown after Mendenhall missed the extra point, actually had the extra point blocked. So seven to six, and you're kind of thinking, boy, this Mendenhall offense is a little scary. And then this defense from Popperville, Khalid Moore in particular, causes a pick six, gets off the edge, gets to the quarterback, and ironically enough, the ball, as Khalid hits D.K. Jenkins, the ball comes off the offensive lineman's helmet right to the other defensive end and Nikhil Tank Trotter, who has a pick six. Then the next possession for Mendenhall, the ball comes off of the intended wide receiver's hands. Just a bad luck kind of interception from D.K. Jenkins' perspective. Quan Hutterson in the right place to take it away. So back-to-back throws for Jenkins. One ends in a pick six, the other a, a turnover. And really, that was just the defining turning point in tonight's ball game. And it really proved to be enough. At that point, it, it really set ourselves up uh, for it to be enough. Uh, I'm not uh, – yeah, did we score in the second half? No, I'm not sure. Shut out a shutout on them, and I don't think the Hornets scored either. And so um, just a big game and, and really just huge swings. And then the defenses settled in and played kind of defensive-style football in those second half. Yeah, just unreal, really, when you look at the talent level of D.K. Jenkins. And he's got some supporting pieces around him. But he is so talented to hold him and that offense down in the second half and to know that your plays against him are what turned the football game in the first half. Really amazing because Jenkins is a very good player for Mendenhall. Just a junior quarterback. He was good as a sophomore. He's even better now as a junior. He's a special player. But this defense from Popperville, we talk about it a lot for good reason. Khalid Moore is unique. He's a dandy dozen for a reason. He's an SEC talent for a reason. But you talk about supporting pieces. Ahmad Harmon, maybe under radar, I'm going to argue one of the best linebackers in this state. 21 for the Popperville Hornets. Go look him up. After tonight, he's going to have about 120, 130 tackles on the year. And if there's four or five better linebackers in the state, you'd have to show them to me. When you look ahead now, we set up a rematch. It may be called the rematch. We've had a game in this building called the Hornet Bowl. That one may be called the rematch. Um, what strikes you as you get ready to watch a week transpire before we get an opportunity to play Columbia? Me and you've talked about it so much, JB. It's hard to break down that first ball game and not because we see it with green and gold glasses, but, but there were nine turnovers between 
the two teams and two of those turnovers resulted in scores for Columbia. So it's kind of hard to even go back and, and to look at it and say, well, this game played out this way because of the turnovers. Jaheim Otis, I think, in the first game proved that he is what we just said about Khalid and all the accolades that uh, we gave Khalid. He proved to be the 4A player of the year this year, and he was as advertised in that ball game. I think that jumps out. But then a sloppy, sloppy game from Popperville, which you really don't see. You you can go a lifetime and not see uh, Popperville turn it over five times, two for scoop and score. So what do we know? I mean, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be for a South State uh, championship. It's going to be a chance uh, for Popperville, Popperville to redeem uh, that loss. Going to have to um, control the football a little bit offensively. But we've talked about it. You're going to have to just really grind uh, on this defense. I think Coach Beach said it in, in the postgame show. Hey, we'll let the offense uh, provide some ball, uh, ball control, score some points. But we're leaning on our defense, and I think that needs to be the mentality going into Friday night. This is a senior class for the Hornets, Narada McGill, Khalid Moore, Tyron Holston, Eddie Jordan, Alex Creel, Kay Chambliss, Riley Passman, Ahmad Harmon, DJ Richard Bay, Vance Culpepper, Zach Carpenter. When you look at it on the O-line, Dylan Peterson, Mason Wheat, other seniors, Blake Gibson, Brennan Adam, Chase Dare, Connor Davis, Kyle Blanchard, Braxton Connerly. You've called every play of their high school careers. They have been in a South State championship for every single year they've been in high school, including their junior high, seventh and eighth grade years. What strikes you about this class, Clay? Winners, man. They just win. It's a, um, they've gotten to that state title game uh, with some losses, with some teams that maybe you would think, I don't even know how they got there. They've gotten there with some dominant teams. And so they are just winners, man. They really are. Um, have been a, a phenomenal group. Uh, to cover as young men. They're so respectful, so kind uh, to us, never uh, just so so open with us. So it's been a special class for us, as you've mentioned. It's been a class that we've seen come all the way through. And so uh, you'd love, and from my perspective, you'd love to see this class be able to one that captures the gold ball. The Poplarville Hornets join elite company in the state of Mississippi tonight. You were a part of history tonight. Only South Panola, West Point, and Bassfield are teams that have ever been to six consecutive north or south half state championships. The Hornets are now the fourth team. When you hear that, how does it hit you? Put it into perspective in, way, in a way that only you can. Yeah, you know, those teams just jump right out at you, the guys that you've mentioned there when you talk high school football history. So that's pretty cool, man. I give you uh, chill bumps to think about being included in that uh, category of your Popperville. But it's been well earned. I mean, this has not been an uh, easy road here in 4A. It's been well earned by this coaching staff, by these players, by this community. I thought it was a cool moment post-game uh, just to see the team be able to go enjoy it in front of the band and see that just pure joy. And uh, Coach Beach, you mentioned what you've mentioned. I don't know any of those programs, and I'm sure we could go back and find it, that started just 10 years ago from an 0-10 mark. 
Like, that's phenomenal number and group, but to start it from scratch, basically, from an 0-10 2010 year, to be able to reel off the numbers you talk about there, just tremendous. Well, speaking of tremendous, that's the job you do each and every Friday night for these Poplarville Hornets. Uh, Clay Sweet, that does it from the Hornets' nests, and uh, we want you to stick around for more of this Poplarville post-game podcast. We're going to have Tucker Smith up, as well as defensive coordinator Jacob Baycock. Clay, appreciate you. Oh, always phenomenal job by you, JB. It's been, uh, as you, as we've said, a privilege for us to be able to to share these moments together and cover such a class program. Yeah, first class they are. Speaking of first class, we'll come back with two first class individuals. Tucker Smith and Jacob Baycock are coming up in interview segments along the Talking Ball Y'all Poplarville postgame podcast. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. And we're back on the Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville postgame podcast. The Hornets win it tonight 21-12 to over the Mendenhall Tigers. We're joined by nose tackle Tucker Smith, uh, a guy tasked with some duties of running down, uh, maybe one of the better quarterbacks in South Mississippi, D.K. Jenkins. And, uh, Tucker, just your thoughts maybe on the Hornet defense performance, and then we'll get to some specifics uh, regarding that performance. Well, I thought we showed up and showed out tonight. You know, Mendenhall's got a bunch of really good athletes. That quarterback and their line in particular is just very, very fast and physical, and I thought we did a, a good job handling them. Uh, you know, we just got to get, uh, get ready for Columbia next week. Tell me your thoughts in the first half. You get back-to-back turnovers on back-to-back play plays. You get a pick six by Nikhil Trotter off a t- off a sack by Khalid Moore. Uh, when you got that and you saw a tank running into the end zone, just your thoughts that went into your mind at that moment. I mean, we just have so much fun. This is a fun group to play with. Tank, when he caught that ball in stride, I mean, we saw everybody on the field with a smile, except for obviously the guys who we were playing against. Yeah, sure. But uh, and then Khalid with that. Awesome play he had. I mean, he's just a heads-up ball player. You know, it's a lot of fun to play with this defensive group, and I'm looking forward to next week. You've been around football all your life. Then all of a sudden you see Quan Hutterson with the football on the ensuing play after the kickoff, and the lid comes off this place. Uh, Just uh, how high were you at that moment in terms of uh, just excitement and enjoyment watching your defense turn them over on back-to-back plays? I mean, goodness gracious. You know, some guys are kind of cliche with it, and they'll say, oh, well, I'm just as happy for my buddy when they make a play. And sometimes they don't mean it. Well, I really mean it. I mean, shoot, (laughs) when them boys make a play, it's so much fun because everybody's flying around and and, and they're, you know, we we know how much we work over the offseason. We watch each other continually try to get better and better and better. So when your teammates make a good play, it's genuinely happy to see. And, you know, it, it makes you feel good. As Columbia left this field a few weeks ago, five weeks ago, whatever it was uh, in terms of length that we've waited, um, when they left here, what were your thoughts then as they left here and how motivated can you take us inside that locker room? How motivated were y'all uh, to play them one more time? Well, I'm not going to get into specifics, I should say, but I'll tell you right now, this team is as motivated as it ever has been. Um, you know, we, we had a very sloppy game against Columbia. We didn't come out and play like I think uh, – Everybody thought we were going to come out and play. We normally show up for big games like that, and we didn't that night. But I think going forward, when we play them next week, we'll be ready. 
All right, uh, Tucker Smith, our nose tackle for Jacob Baycox. Defense doing the job tonight. Didn't play much nose tonight, though. Played more one and three tech uh, from the defensive tackle position tonight. Tucker, appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Tucker Smith on the Talking Ball, y'all. Popperville post-game podcast. We'll come back. We'll have a visit with our defensive coordinator, Jacob Acock, and more as you're listening into the Talking Ball, y'all. Popperville post-game podcast. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville post-game podcast. The Hornets win it 21-12 over the Mendenhall Tigers against a formidable opponent. We're joined uh, by our defensive coordinator, Jacob Aycock. And uh, let's start out. They drive 98 yards. They, their opening possession, they get a score. They get a goal line stand and a score. At that point, what did you think? They worked some trips coverage into the boundary, sort of found something, I thought, and kind of found themselves in rhythm. Your thoughts at that moment as they, as they went in for the score? Well, you're right. They put us in a tricky uh, situation. Uh, they had two tight ends, so they're adding gaps up front uh, with three receivers. So, you know, five, five guys are eligible to, to go out and catch a pass. So we had to make sure we had everything gapped out up front and also uh, get into a coverage that we were familiar with defensively. Uh, so I think, uh, I think that, that was a challenge, but uh, very proud of our guys. When they came on the sideline, you know, th those senior leaders um, – so special because they come to me and say, all right, coach, what you got for us? You know, they weren't uh, rattled or, or overreacting about it. They just said, you know, our offense is going to score points. What do we need to do? And Coach Johnson and Coach Ford and I got together and came up with a good plan. But um, honestly, it comes down to how good our players are and how they're able to adjust in game. Speaking of how good your players are, on their next two possessions, you force turnovers. One of those being a pick six of your own. Khalid Moore causes a fumble. Uh, Tate Trotter right there to intercept it and, and go in for his second defensive touchdown of the year. At that moment, on that play, your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I had to uh, just step back, take a deep breath, and realize just how talented and skilled these defensive linemen are. So a lot of times in high school football, your defensive linemen and offensive linemen are your bigger guys who maybe don't move as, as well, um, not good enough to be linebackers. But uh, everybody up front for us, you know, we play five or six or seven guys up front that are, you know, really athletic. I think that they could go out on a basketball court and be competitive out there. I think that they could probably uh, pick up a bat and ball and, and, and do good things out there. So um, it just speaks to how athletic they are and how um, locked in they are. And then the ensuing possession, we get that pick six, we kick off. I think they run one play, and then on second down they go to the air and a tip ball It's intercepted by Quan Hutterson. Quan Hutterson may be one of the more improved Hornets from August to this point right now in the green and gold. As Quan goes through that pick and makes that INT, Maybe speak to Quan and the job that he's done, and then at how big it was to have your defense create basically two turnovers in three plays. 
Well, uh, a week ago, Quan had the, the toughest job on the field, um, arguably, by covering a number five that was really special um, for Moss Point. So tonight, um, he was up to the task. And like you said, he's he's gotten so much better each week. Um, his confidence is really up. You know, if you went back, he was he got hurt in a state championship game, um, was, was still nursing that injury a year ago. And now you can see he's playing really fast. Um, you know, on that interception, he catches the ball. Riley Passman um, at free safety picks up a big block. And you never know what can happen just because he's that fast. Um, I think he had about a 12-yard return, yeah. and it seemed like it happened in two seconds. He's just – he's that fast and that explosive. So anytime um, he gets the ball in space, we're excited. I know you've not been here for all of this run with the next question, but you've been here for the last two years. For you, when you hear the history that this Hornet program has has accomplished, you're the fourth team since 1981 to make it to six straight South State or North State state titles. When you hear that kind of history, what does that do for you as a high school football coach? Well, I know that this is something that that Hornet fans and Hornet Nation is going to look back on one day and still talk about how special it is. Um, the football players from the past, they're at our games, they're on the sideline. Uh, they, they just bought in just like the community. Um, and for me, whenever um, Coach Beach called me and said, hey, we might have a spot, um, I couldn't drive here fast enough. Um, I was so excited about the opportunity to come come see what it's like. What is it? What's, what's special about this place? Um, and I found out so many things. Um, and, and, and every week I'm learning from this coaching staff, you know, because a lot of those guys are on our staff have been a part of all six of these. Uh, so it's special to get in a room with them and pick their brains and, and you know, figure out again what it takes um, every day and week to week to be this successful. It's such an emotional high to win a game like this. Your defense suffered a tough week. Riley Passman lost his brother. Riley chose to play to honor his little brother this week. What were your conversations with Riley like? How were the conversations? And uh, maybe how did, how did you see Riley go out there and play tonight? Well, Riley um, stepped up big. Uh, you know, speaking for Riley, it, it's tragic. There's not even words to, to say about the accident that happened. Um, but, you know, one thing that it's shown me is, is how mature – of a person he is and, and how much um, he's grown and we've watched him over I've watched him over the last year and a half or two years since I've been here uh, really take on a leadership role and I know he's gonna have to do that and he'll be up to the task um, in his family but uh, there's there's nothing I could say I, I spoke to his mom after the game and I just was open and honest with her and told her um, how much I care about um, her family and, and her son uh, Riley means a lot to me uh, just like all of these guys but um, his leadership um, his character is is spectacular um, he's a guy that we want around the team uh, you know conversations with him uh, have been tough but um, I'm glad that he, he's invited me in and, and let me be a part of his life, um, just like all the other players. Um, and, and I wish that um, you could see how, how much the team gets around him and supports him during this tough time. And it's going to be tough for a long time. You know, we're going to have to be there for Riley uh, f years after football's over. Absolutely. Yeah. You shared a special moment this week. Your son had wanted a picture with him, I think, uh, last week down in Moss Point, uh, Mississippi. As we move past this on to next week, Columbia, 
great friend of yours. I believe he coached you uh, at some point in your high school career, Chip Bilderback, the head coach of the Columbia Wildcats. If there's one thing as, as people listen to this, maybe as their week goes on leading into the game, what do you just hope from your defense as you get ready to prepare to try to compete for a South State championship? Well, Columbia's an uh, extremely talented, well-coached team. Um, and, and it's a unique thing because we've seen them already. Um, they got us last time, uh, fair and square. They, they had our number that night. But our kids are, are excited about the opportunity to go uh, to their place and, and have an opportunity to, to maybe get them back. And, you know, Coach Bilderback, he actually did coach me when I was in high school. And, and we have a, a good relationship. And he, he – we communicate almost weekly, um, but I know that um, our kids are looking forward to practicing the next few days, um, and we'll we'll try to have a good plan put in place and be ready to go. All right, I know you will. That's the defensive coordinator of the Poppaville Hornets, Jacob Aycock. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, that's him on the Talking Ball, y'all. Poplarville postgame podcast. I'm Jason Baker. That's Jacob Baycock. We thank you so much uh, for tuning in to this edition of the Poplarville postgame podcast.